0: Hello and welcome back to the Cycling Dads podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I am once again Aaron Thomas-Smith, joined as always with Devin Palmer, Remax Results. And Devin, good good morning to our listeners. I don't know if you're aware of this, but many of our downloads happen right after 8am on Monday morning when folks are heading to work doing whatever they're doing so i just i just wanted to say good morning because that's when y'all are listening so that's cool
1: so are you saying the Cycling dad's podcast is part of a balanced breakfast
0: absolutely absolutely it's going to it's we're getting into the food pyramid at some point we just got to keep 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 it up and devin i i do have a bit of news for our listeners and for you i wanted to tell you it on the podcast to do like a cold reaction thing Oh, okay. Well, hang on, Aaron, Aaron. Breaking news. Aaron, take it away. The cycling, the Cool Dads Cycling Club kit is designed, is ready to go. Oh, our kit. Our kit is is ready. There's a road kit. There's a mountain bike kit. And it's it looks great. I'm really excited about it. I'm—I'm um, I'm currently dialing in the colors because we have some—we have very specific red. I'm trying to get, but I—I uh, I think that in the next couple of weeks, uh, Devin will be able to announce it and uh, allow people to pre-order the kit. Can I have mine by Tuesday? No, that's not how this works. But I will have a printed proof for you to check out and get excited about.
1: I love it. This is great. I think a lot of dads, I think a lot of dads are in for a real treat with this. Maybe a Father's Day gift? Could be.
0: When when is Father's Day again? It's May. I just remember it always being like the perfect grilling day. No,
1: it's June. It's always like third weekend in June because it always coincides with uh, Grandma's Marathon.
0: Because it's the perfect grilling day. Correct. And does Father's Day coincide with Grandma's Marathon or does Grandma's Marathon coincide with Father's Day?
1: Aaron, that's a great philosophical question.
0: Which came first?
1: Hard to say. Both. Oh, okay. If you think about it, Aaron, both are kind of made up. So,
0: Well, anyways, with that news, how and to it, I hear you've been doing some running.
1: This is not new, Aaron. The kit launch is breaking news. Me running is not breaking news.
0: I'm just I'm just concerned that that's been conversation- going on. Shh. Are you regressing into your triathlon?
1: (laughs) Me running has been happening since 2003. It's not news. Okay. Okay. No, I've just been keeping to my three a week um, and running. When we had that cold snap uh, that demoralized me on the bicycle, uh, running was unaffected. So I was still doing three runs a week and I've actually just come in from a run right now.
0: That's crazy. So how do you feel?
1: I feel invigorated, good, endorphins, the wind in my hair, all of these things.
0: There's nothing better than a post-workout high, especially like for me to like, you know, getting out on the bike, getting out for a ride or getting out for a workout. And usually there's a bit of stress, right? And making sure the kiddos are taken care of and all of that stuff. And then you get out for the workout. You come back an hour later. And you're on a high You're you're like, you're like the best dad version of yourself, at least in my experience. I'm always I'm always like, like, yeah, let's wrestle, August. Yeah, let's let's hang out. Let's do, you know, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, I'll paint my toenails. No problem. You know, it's like it's like n- another level of dadhood is that's what I love about going out and Just getting a workout in.
1: Tell our listeners what it's like for you catching that breeze flowing through your hair.
0: I don't have hair, so I don't oh, know. That's right. That, uh, as that's much. right. But I will say, Devin, I, my fitness pivoting to my fitness, <laughs> I'm feeling uh, super jacked, uh, really excited. Uh, I was writing down my goals for the season and uh, last night kind of not uh, planning on it at all. I hit one of them. So now I have to set a different goal, which is always exciting. Um And yeah, I'm just I'm feeling strong on the bike. We had a couple of days of beautiful weather and I spent most of them uh, inside on the trainer.
1: That sounds a lot like you.
0: I love Zwift. I love Zwift.
1: Well, I saw you posted online. Your FTP went up um, according to Zwift. So that's that's one ticked off the list. it's, It's nice to achieve to get something going to keep the momentum going, right?
0: It is. It is. And it, definitely understanding being in that place where it's like, I'm not making any progress. Like that was two weeks ago. I'm not making any progress. I'm not getting anything done. Why am I doing this? Even I'm, you know, in pain all the time. I'm tired all the time. Um, so it, it was, it's are you, yeah. Aaron, are you in pain all the time? Not in no, I, I, uh, mental anguish. Okay.
1: Okay. I, I, is Aaron, we need to talk if cycling is even
0: a healthy part of your lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know if this is right for you anymore. I'm a bit of a masochist, a bit of a masochist. Now, um, speaking of masochists. <laughs> are you going to go with that? Well,
1: we're working as broadcasters, we're working on smoother segues. And while Dan Lind
0: is not a masochist that we know of. He is our guest this week. Why don't you take it away from there? I don't know if I'd ever use that term to describe Dan. Dan is Dan is one of the kindest, uh, uh, nicest, fastest people I know uh, on a bike. Um, We had Dan on the cast. It was just so fun to talk with Dan about his journey as a cycling father. Um, And, you know, he's very involved with kind of getting on on the bike with his daughter and talking about, I think, something that as cycling dads specifically, we all cycling parents in general really deal with, which is I love this thing. I want them to love this thing, right? Like you always have those dreams of like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, uh, you know, do mountain bike rides with my kids and and it's going to be so much fun and I'm going to love it. And, you know, even since our very first episode, right. We've been talking about, how how do you present this thing that's so near and dear to you to your, that you love and, and really want them to love too and then they just don't care you know they're they're just not interested in it and Dan has a really interesting kind of story that I think our listeners are are going to enjoy uh, hearing and uh yeah that was that was my big take um it was just fun to talk to Dan
1: yeah hearing how he his his cycle with that was very interesting um i agree like you got to do it delicately. That said, my daughter Svea will be a licensed realtor at the age of 18, because as soon as you turn 18, you can get your license, okay? And she's going to go to the Carlson School of Management, okay? And then she's going to be selling homes to her classmates from Carlson for the rest of their lives. So I have a plan in place. I think it's a pretty practical plan. My wife doesn't enjoy hearing about my plan. Oh, what, Svea is
0: going to love real estate. Okay. And okay. it's okay for dads <laughs> to have a plan for their kids. That's okay. I feel okay. Like the word projecting, perhaps.
1: No, 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 no.
0: What was your favorite part? My favorite
1: part of the conversation with Dan was a great addition to everything we heard from Pat Lemieux. Pat Lemieux's big theme for people who are pursuing endurance sports, pursuing sports in the space, and wanting support from brands. His, his word was value and Dan is someone who lives that, um, Dan has a great relationship with a, an American bike brand and he forged the relationship, on um, you know, mutual, mutual value and respect. And it was really interesting to hear his approach to it.
0: Absolutely. to completely agree. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Dan Lind. Please enjoy. And folks, if you do enjoy, please, uh, give us a rating subscribe to us on apple podcasts i can't tell you how much that really helps us just improve the quality of cast and keep growing there is a lot of fun things that we have planned for this season excited to kind of roll that out to all of you but if you do those two things i mean it's like what like two minutes two minutes that's all it takes and uh and we're gonna be in a better space for it so anyways enjoy the conversation with danlin and we will see you all next week Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cycling Dads Podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I'm Aaron Thomas-Smith, as always joined with Devin Palmer, REMAX Results, realtor to the Minnesota cycling community,
1: father, and retired and reformed triathlete. And Aaron, I got to tell you, just I got to tell you, our guest today is probably the most esteemed and dignified guest we've had yet.
0: Oh, absolutely. We're talking about
1: a classy dad here.
0: So classy, incredibly classy. I, I, the, the, the best part about we have Dan Lind on the cast today and um, Dan's Instagram posts of his ride is, are always on point, always the socks, the kit, every as a as a purveyor of cycling kit myself, I can say Dan Lind is the type of person you hope purchases your kit because you know it's going to be worn well and you know it's going to be taken care of with dignity. With dignity. So, Devin, can we can we please vet Mr. Dan Lind in, in the great tradition of the Cycling Dads podcast?
1: Mr.
2: Lind, Dan, if I may. Okay. Do you, uh, do you have a kid? I do. We are blessed with an eight-year-old daughter. Her name is Layla, and uh, she graced us back in 2012. Aaron, we're looking
1: good so far. And Dan, um, again, if I, if I may call you Dan,
2: do you ride bikes? I've been known to throw a leg over a saddle every now and then. Okay. Aaron, I think we're good to go on this one.
0: Oh, fantastic. I hate wasting audio recorded from Zoom, so I'm really glad that we're going to be able to move forward with this today. Um, so, so, Dan, why don't you uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, You know how you uh, came to cycling, and uh, what
2: cycling means to you now that you are a father. you got to be happy to. So thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Um, You know, like many people, I came to cycling um, as a form of transportation and freedom as a young kid. You know, I think we all have stories of riding that Huffy to the local Dairy Queen or to the drugstore to play video games when we were young. Um, It allowed us to express ourselves and kind of stretch the boundaries that our parents set upon us. And uh, for a good majority of my life, that that was me. That was recreational riding to enjoy time with my friends. And, uh, back in the early nineties, post high school, college days, Norba came on the scene. And, uh, like a lot of people, I was intrigued by riding through golf courses and county open spaces on a old school mountain bike and kind of competing against others and seeing where I stacked up. And, uh, for the next couple of years, that's, that's where I landed, um, Little other background. I kind of grew up within the inline skate industry or rollerblading, as most people will remember it by. And uh, by the the good fortune of uh, being intricately involved in that industry from a very young age, that uh, I was one of the founders of the Roller Dome event at the Metrodome. If you remember back in 1992, we transformed the the world's largest roller skating rink. Wow, that's awesome. You truly, and uh, it was during that time that uh, I happened to meet Jim Flanders from Flanders Brothers Cycles, mm-hmm. and uh, he really got into the skating scene. And accordingly, he was kind of my transition into the road bike scene back in about 1995 or
0: 1996. Oh wow, that's th- this is just th- this is our first mention of the Flanders Brothers of either Flanders Brothers on the podcast, uh, which is awesome because that shop. On Nicolet, right, or is it Lindale? Lindale, Lindale, Lindale. That shop on Lindale. That's oh man, that's just iconic. I I love that love that shop. Love uh, seeing them out there on the bikes, uh, wearing that nice red and gray and black kit, some variation of it. So so Jim kind of re- got you into the sport then.
2: Yeah, you know, as as Jim and I, our relationship grew as he got into the inline world. I was more and more intrigued about the um, the competitive nature of riding road bikes. And, um, you know, got set up with a road bike and immediately started doing these Saturday morning coffee rides with Flanders, which would uh, meet every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 a.m. sharp, of course, mm-hmm. 44th and Brookside in Edina. And uh would spend hours upon hours with Jim and Scott and other members of the Flander Brothers Cycle Club. And uh, that's really where my passion for riding and spending you know, hours shoulder to shoulder with your comrade uh, talking about life in general really started to grow and flourish.
0: So I I have to ask, just out of curiosity, because I don't know, and I've always been curious, what is the coffee
2: shop that Flanders chose for their stops? Well, back in the day, it was Sebastian Joe's in Linden Hills. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, it's, you know, I was with Flanders for about 12 or 13 years until I think about 2008 when I kind of transitioned, my life was transitioning. Um, and I, I transitioned cycling clubs. Um, so I can't really, I don't know where their coffee ride destination is these days, but back, back in the day, uh, Sebastian brothers was the place to be.
0: Cool, man. Yeah, that's it's I always assumed it was Mo's, is it like the motorcycle cafe that's on Lindale as well? I always thought that was where the, the natural stop would be, but that's uh that's good to know. That's good to know. So so Dan, you know, kinda how has cycling changed since you've become a father to Layla?
2: Well, I would say I'm I'm inherently selfish. So my wife and I waited until later in life to decide to have a child. And, um, you know, immediately upon Layla's arrival to the world, of course, my 25-hour ride weeks on top of my 40-hour work weeks had to change pretty drastically. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, I have a wife who who also is highly passionate about yoga. And I think that we manage our schedules really well together to make sure that we can continue to participate uh, in our individual hobbies. And um, so time was cut back as I as I helped uh, nurture our daughter. And of course, I tried to get her on a bike as early as possible. And I look back and I truly fault myself at the direction that I took. Um, I pushed hard because I was so excited to get her riding. And by between probably four and six years of age, um, she really had no interest in riding with me got her a beautiful specialized bike, had it all set up. She had her training wheels on, ready to roll, and she just didn't find any enjoyment in riding with me. Um, I think that she could feel that I had a high level of expectation from her. And so I I just backed off, and uh, Layla and my wife would go for a few rides. And it was coincidentally March of last year, uh, just before COVID really struck, where Layla was ready to upsize to a new bike and we decided you know at this point in time she's seven years old and it's time to ditch the training wheels and I knew with riding with her she had the physical capabilities to do it training wheels came off we went to a parking lot near our house and we said this is it you're gonna you're going to learn to ride your bike now and with within a half an hour she was ripping around the the parking lot like a champ and uh So, of course, I had a huge smile on my face. And very next day, I went down to Eric's just on the street from us in St. Louis Park, bought her a brand-new Specialized. And uh, during this last season, we put on 1,100 miles together between April and October. That is impressive.
1: So you came out of the gates. You came with a little too much dad energy, and you had to dial it back. You paid the price for a few years. There's was a little pushback, but you dialed it back, and now the organic interest has grown. That's really exciting.
2: Well, I'm sure you guys have experienced this as well, Is you would have people say, wow, your daughter must be a phenomenal bike rider because you're really into it. You're a talented rider. She must be great. You know, and it was hard as a dad to sit on the other side and say, well, you know, we've tried, and it's just not her thing yet. And, um, you know, this Aaron, is are people
1: we- saying that to you? Do people describe you, Aaron, as a... <laughs> what was the phrase? Talented rider?
0: <laughs> um, they do not describe me as a talented <laughs> rider, uh, but but there is. I definitely Dan, I, I really understand where you're at um, because I'm in that that previous part where I think I did go a little bit too hard. Like we went and bought the bike from now and we did like this whole big reveal thing for his birthday just after the coronavirus set and he turned five. And I, I think you're absolutely right. Like he just, he, cause I do it so often. I, I think that he kind of understands he gets frustrated when he can't do something as good as me immediately, which we're really trying to work on. So it's great to hear that, you know, there's a, there's still a possibility. Right. Um, I was the dad and I don't know if you did this too, Dan. Uh, and I don't know if you did this Devin where I actually purchased his first three bikes <laughs> Before he was born, <laughs> oh boy, I was like, oh, oh no, Aaron. Boy, he needs this. St-. Well, there was a practical reason I was getting <sighs> out of the shop discount game. Oh, okay. so I needed a. I was like, okay, I'm going to be buying these anyways. Let's buy them at a discount. Um, but all three of them have become Lila, who is my daughter. Uh, she likes them, and August is kind of possesses over them. But um, now. You know, kids' bikes are great, right? But really, the bikes that we all love talking about on the podcast are the dad bikes, right? The bikes that we use to make up for the limited amount of time that you just talked about, Dan, um, that perhaps give us abilities and skills that we had in our our younger days and now evade us.
1: And Aaron, Um, I'm glad you're bringing this up because Mr. Lynch, Dan, if you will, he rides some nice ones.
0: He does. He's got some amazing taste. I'm really curious to hear, Dan, what is your favorite bike? And, and just kind of walk us
2: through what makes it special to you. Yeah, you bet. Well, um, as a recent s- a Cool Cycling Dads post on Facebook, I noticed that everybody was talking about their favorite bike, so I had to throw my hat in the ring or my bike in the fire, if you will. And, you know, at present, I ride a uh, what I call my Swiss Army bike. It is an Allied Cycle Works All Road, and the All Road is kind of one of those do it all bikes. It's it's um, you can ride gravel, you can ride dirt, you can ride wet tarmac. Uh, I run thirty five millimeter Gravel King SK tires, and um, I will take that thing everywhere at every opportunity. It's yeah, balanced, it's, it's smooth. It's got road bike geometry, but Disc brakes, clearance for wider tires, and uh, there's nothing that bike can't tackle.
0: Yeah, it's it's my favorite bike to see on Instagram when it pops up. I always I'm always sure to give it a like um, because Allied is I I love what that company stands for. Making it here, it's down in Bentonville or Fayetteville. Bentonville, Bentonville. Yep. Uh, and and those guys, and I don't know if you know this, but all of those uh, fixtures actually came from, uh, the downfall of guru cycles. Uh, and then they were purchased by a gentleman who really believed in making carbon frames in the States and, and brought it down to Bentonville. And my first ever before it even became a company, I was on a ride down there in Bentonville for my job. And this guy came up to me and he was just super excited. He was buds with the guy who started it. And he was like, dude, we're going to be making, you know, full carbon road frames down here. and They're going to just be the coolest things ever. And I was kind of like, okay, you know, in the industry, you hear that every once in a while where someone's like, I'm going to do this really rad thing. And we, we spent a bunch of money. And we're bringing it in. And it's like, okay, like, cool. Let's see what happens. And then when Allied popped up, I was like, this can't be what he was talking about. He was way too enthusiastic for it to actually work out. And it did. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really rad to see. So how did you decide on that, Dan? Cause that's not a bike that a lot of people knew about when you purchased that bike.
1: It's very off the beaten path brand.
2: Um, it is, you know, I was attracted by the made in the USA nature of a new carbon fiber cycling company. And, uh, the founder that you speak of Tony Karklins, uh, we have mutual friends together. I had never met Tony, but, some close friends of mine had, and I literally just called him up one day and I said, Hey, Tony, my name's Dan Lind. I'm, I'm pretty heavily involved in the local cycling community in Minneapolis. I'm really want to learn a little bit more about what you're doing. Um, you know, I have spent a lot of my career as I touch back on the inline skate industry, I have a relationship or had a relationship with every manufacturer, every wheel maker, every frame maker, Um, And much of my younger years were spent just receiving boots and wheels and bearings and frames in the mail to do R&D on, provide my feedback back to the manufacturers, you know, and they would uh, do with it as they will. And, you know, I just kind of explained who I was to Tony and Tony said, we've got to do something together. And that's kind of where the relationship was born. Uh, They were looking for somebody, you know, in the Minneapolis market as it's highly regarded nationally to... uh, you know, to ride a bike around, to talk about it, to create some awareness for it. And um, I'm a little bit different in when Tony offered to set me up with a bike. Um, I told him that I wanted to to pay for it or at least pay for most of it. Um, I'm a big fan of mutual beneficial or uh, mutually beneficial relationships. So I wanted him to know that I was going to be as invested and allied in their mission and what they're trying to accomplish as they would be in me. And, um, I've never been a big fan of industry freebies, right? Because there's this, this thought process or this untold expectation surrounding that. And I didn't want to be involved in a, in a situation where I may or may not have been living up to the expectations of the company. So, um,
1: so Dan, would you describe yourself as an Instagram influencer then,
2: you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, Devin. I think I'm more of a in-person, face-to-face influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd I like to have conversations with people, whether it's at a coffee shop, on a bike ride, or if somebody just says, hey, nice bike, tell me about it. I want to really share my passion and my enthusiasm uh, with people in person. I think that's a little bit more infectious. And when they learn a little bit about who I am, what I do... Um, You know, how I live my life and the fact that I, when I get behind something, it's because I believe in it. I'll spend my own money on it. I'll use the product. Um, and I think that really comes through. And, uh, you know, if it's, if it's people believe if it's good enough for Dan, then I guess it's good enough for me. I guess that's the mentality that comes with that. Um, and it's, it's been very successful, but I never want to steer people wrong, um, you know I want to make sure that my recommendations kind of fit their their wants and their needs and their desires and what's gonna work best for their life
1: it's that's an interesting conversation, and i I really appreciate your approach to it and even the fact that you said on an intellectual integrity basis, I'm gonna pay I'm gonna have skin in the game here. I'm not just gonna take a free product. Um, even just so that there's not an obligation like if after three months of riding, you said it wasn't what I expected, you wouldn't have something hanging over your head, like, Ooh, I still got to talk it up, or I still got to push this. And I see a lot of people, you know, and I certainly was this way early in my triathlon days when I was just, you know, 20 years old, I thought I'm fast. You know, so many people see me cause I'm fast. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You know, I really had that mindset and it's such a nutty mindset. And now as someone who's been through different chapters in life and different uh, parts of the industry, that's the totally wrong mindset, and that won't help you move any units. I mean, in this day and age, being fast and winning it gives you a certain amount of credibility, but that doesn't necessarily help sell the product. And having someone who can be representing your product and have a genuine conversation and have the genuine knowledge of the product, that goes so much further. So it's really interesting to hear your approach, and it's, it is such a you know i would say a more mature mentality um about it cuz it is easy to get trapped in the, the mindset of like ooh let me get some free stuff and then you're compromising your own integrity if it isn't what it's touted to be and you know we all know that marketing works and a lot of things get touted especially in cycling that's this percent lighter this percent stiffer this percent faster
0: Well, you were you were referring to Dan as an Instagram influencer, and I'm pretty sure I've never seen Dan uh, push like diet teas on his on his feed. So I I feel like that's maybe not the right uh, thing. But I definitely feel like Dan in, in our local community, you do have that influence strictly because of that integrity, right? And that is why you know the email that you talked about sending to the founder of Allied. Like from our standpoint, when we get those, yeah, those are the people we will do anything to work with because we know there's value there for us because they present us with, this is my value that I can present to you as opposed to this is the value that you can present to me as a, as an individual athlete. Um, but that's, that's rad, man. I'm, I'm really, you know, i never really knew that story. I didn't realize, uh, how you had come to that bike. So that's, that's a really cool, uh, uh, nifty story. Um, so just kind of getting back to, and I, I feel like we glossed over this, Layla's, 1100
2: miles this season yeah 1100 miles we uh we started by riding on the road you know quite a bit and uh at the time or was she's riding a specialized hot rock so 20 inch wheels you know 2.3 inches wide so kind of perfect for the road brought her on some gravel rides and you know lopit cycle works here's a little shout out local lopit cycle works uh the program started by bruce martins that runs up at Theo Worth, you know, they have their Girls Rock Trail Kids program. And for years, I was waiting for Layla to be old enough to participate in this program. So when she turned eight and she started becoming very proficient riding very quickly as we stacked up the road miles, I reached out to Bruce and I said, hey, I think she's interested. And Bruce graciously said, come on out on a Wednesday night, meet us out there, six o'clock, We'll have Layla and you do a ride along with the existing group, uh, the girls group that was taking place during the summer session. If she loves it, we have a fall session coming up. We can get her signed up. So we went out there. And of course, as a father, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant because she had never ridden off road before. And if you guys have ridden a single track out at Theoworth, you know, it's tight. Uh, it's technical. And I, I wasn't sure what she was going to think about it. And we got out there, and within 10 minutes, as she was riding with other girls of her skill ability, um, her age, I could just feel her confidence grow. And I was so proud of her just watching her navigate that tight single track at Theo Worth to take chances that I hadn't seen her take before on a bike, because we primarily were riding on the road. And we got done, and Bruce was there to greet us right away at 730, and he said, what do you think, Layla? and and Layla was all in. She was ready to sign up for the fall session right at that moment. Um so for me that was, you know, I, I couldn't have been smiling bigger. In aside to that, you know, up until that point I ride road, I ride gravel, I ride fat bikes. I've never been much of a dirt rider. It's it's just something that's never really appealed to me. And I knew right then and there that I would be you know, going all out on a on a new bike, a new full suspension bike to start riding dirt with Layla because how could I not be there to support her passion if she was going to find herself spending a lot of time on dirt?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I feel like, You know, again, that shout out part for LCW, but more specifically for Bruce Martins, um, you know, that energy, which I like to refer to as aggressive empathy, uh, is so perfect for getting kids excited about the bikes. Um, I know Bruce through my work with Nika and, you know, he really was the one that laid that foundation at Nika, which is really kind of the athlete, the kid first, right, and the performance second, And everything is based off of that idea that we're creating lifelong cyclists, but really we're creating just more kind of emotionally uh, uh, stable and uh, just really great kids, right? We're just helping them grow up in a way that's healthy for them. And so, yeah, to hear that story with Bruce with LCW, of course he would do that. You, you know, he'd invite you along and um, and that energy, I think uh, kids pick up on that. They're really excited about someone who is one telling them 100 percent the truth all the time, because I'm pretty sure Bruce doesn't lie. Uh, and uh, that that positivity. Um, so that's really great to hear. So, you know, quick aside, have you purchased that full suspension bike then?
2: I uh- Yes, I have. I purchased a full suspension bike and we spent most of the fall um, out at Theo, you know, riding trails, riding dirt, getting comfortable. Um, it was a blast. It was a chance for us to to get outside of the norm, which was riding on the road together um, and kind of get back in nature and really challenge ourselves, you know, and, and there's a steep learning curve for me as well. I have road bike handling skills, but that doesn't necessarily translate over to riding dirt, riding rock gardens, riding berms. Um, and I have really, really enjoyed as I, as I get older, taking on a new challenge. And of course, it's something that we're learning together and we'll continue to, 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 uh, motivate each other and congratulate each other on our individual successes.
0: So, so Dan, do you find that that, so it really, what it really sounds like is that you and your daughter are undertaking an entirely new thing together um, and kind of accomplishing and learning and growing. Do you find that that's, uh, you know, deepening your relationship with your daughter? Do you find that that's changing the relationship with your daughter in a, in a positive way or or how is that um, playing out kind of outside of being on a bike together?
2: Bet. Um yeah. The thing that I love about it is prior to riding on the dirt together, it was me as the father kind of guiding her and instructing her as she rides on the road based upon my my knowledge, you know, my experience, what I've been taught, you know, by the greats, by the Jim and Scott Flanders of the world. Yeah. Um, and, and Layla's a pretty receptive learner, but she's also quite... Um, uh, she's smart, she's intelligent, she likes to form her own opinions. When it comes to riding on the dirt, Layla is getting instruction by amazing coaches through Lopez Cycleworks. Uh, my relationship with some of those coaches and instructors, that is how I'm learning as well. And I find when we're riding together, there are things that I'm asking Layla about. You know, what have your coaches taught you about, you know, riding that berm? Is there information? or details that you can share with me to help me learn. So we're, we're, you know, it's that mutually beneficial relationship where she's learning something from me, but I'm also learning a lot from her. And I think that um, avoiding that student-teacher relationship and kind of being peers when it comes to learning how to ride mountain bikes is is, um, it's really a bond that I, I hold close to my heart.
1: It's oh, fun that's that exciting. you guys, this chapter has brought that new dynamic. That's really neat.
0: It's. I think it's so difficult to get into that place with your child. Um, and I can think as a you know former child myself. Right? We all were. Uh, the, Do you
1: think of yourself as a former child? I'm phasing out of it. Talented um, writer and former child. Aaron, talented Patterson.
0: writer, former child. Uh, I, I, I remember the times of my life where my dad and I were as peers that you're talking about. And I think those are the times when you connect in a way that. It's really hard to do because, you know, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Most of my time is spent, no, don't do that. No, stop touching that. No, don't throw that. And and that's, you know, really easily you're getting into that hierarchy, feudalism type of relationship that no one really benefits from aside from they don't kill themselves, which is ideal, right? We don't want that as fathers. Um, so that's really, that gives me a lot of hope, Dan. And it's great to, to hear about that from you. Um, just real quick, you were talking about those coaches, uh, from the Lopez cycle works. I, I love to give shout outs to the local community here. Are there any coaches that you've been, you know, I can think of Todd Bauer, uh, for one we've talked about Kelly Bauer on the cast before and how she fosters that really positive community, uh, locally, but, uh, Todd is doing a great job with Lopet cycle works. Do you know, uh, anyone else that's really, uh, kind of, uh, impressed you?
2: You bet. Well, there, there are two that I'll shout out uh, specifically. It's Adam Grafka and Lee Kramerchek. And one of the cool things about Lopit Cycle and their summer programming is they launched what they call an adult paired uh, progressive program for adults. So when I'm out at, at Theo Worth on Tuesday and Thursday nights and Layla's riding from six until eight o'clock, I was able to register for a program where parents of those kids can also be coached and learn the, the foundation of mountain biking and then progressively learn, um, as you become more skilled. So both. I'm going to stop you there.
1: I'm going to stop you there. Sure. So you also got to go to summer camp. I did
2: get to go to summer camp (laughs) and let me tell you, it was, it was an absolutely amazing experience. Um, one that I will be continuing this spring, summer, and fall, as Layla goes to the Trail Kids programming, we're going to keep our group together for the adult progressive learning. Uh, just a wonderful bunch of parents that I got to know pretty well. And we're going to continue our DIRT journey together as our kids are are learning. And um, I, I couldn't ask for a, a better opportunity. That's incredible.
0: And I, I think for people who aren't in the local community, Theilworth, the trail system that we have now, which is where all this is taking place, is what, like a 10-minute drive outside of downtown Minneapolis? I mean, it is insanely close to the urban center um, and connects to our local greenway, our local trail system. So, um, wow, that's – and I had no idea this was going on. What is the youngest age you can get a kid in there? <laughs> uh,
2: I believe that you have to be t- – and I don't want to misspeak, but I think you have to be seven to join the trail kids programming for the mountain bike side. August is a tall kid. Maybe we can pass him off as that.
0: Aaron, can we go to summer camp together? I think we need to go to summer camp together. Oh this sounds great. Dan, oh you'll be a counselor at that point. Is
1: kind of Dan, will you thinking. be our counselor at summer camp?
2: You know, I have made a commitment to Bruce that at some point in time, I will I will get intricately involved from a coaching perspective. With LCW,
0: he's really into that, isn't he? I I've been doing uh, weekly weight training sessions with him, and uh, he's been super kind to me the whole time. I'm like, Bruce, how am I going to pay you back? And he's like, One day your children are going to be in my programs, and you're going to coach in those programs. I'm like, That's like ten years away, but okay. Like, <laughs> we'll we'll give that a go. Sure, I'll give you my firstborn, no problem. Um. Cool. Well, this has just been a fantastic conversation Dan and I feel like there's so much more we can do and talk about with you and you know hopefully in the future we can we can get together. I've been experimenting with kind of like a live podcast setup on rides. Um so I'm I'm going to keep you in the know with that. But is there anything that you want to uh, kind of give a shout out to as we
2: as we wrap up our conversation today? You know, I guess I think the takeaway for me is Fathers have this tremendous opportunity with their children, and I can only really speak to a daughter because we only have a daughter. Um, dad should take the opportunity to really use cycling as, as a bond, as a way that you have something um, that you will always remember. You're creating memories. You are um forming a bond that will never be broken. And as we spoke about earlier, mothers and daughters have that natural bond and they get to do each other's hair and do their nails and do dress up. And fathers kind of sit on the sidelines when it comes to that. And cycling now is going to be the way that Layla and I spend our our spare time together. We're going to be taking trips um, to different, you know, single track areas around the state. So weekends away where we just spend time together, um, share time on the bike. Um, and it's something that I think that we're both going to look back upon when she gets older, um, you know, with, uh, with wide open hearts. So take the opportunity. I'm inherently selfish. Um, but I found that I enjoy the time that I spend riding on two wheels with Layla so much more than I do when I'm riding by myself. And, uh, I hope other dads, uh, take advantage of that opportunity when their kids are younger.
0: Oh, for sure. That's such a beautiful sentiment. And I really appreciate you coming on the cast and sharing that, Dan. Um, I will say this, though. I am uh, a dad that is very much into dress up and painting nails and doing hair. Um, but I, I see where you're for a lot of dads, that's you know, not an option or or something else. But yeah, I, I mean, nine times out of 10, I got some emo purple uh, nail polish going on. What about you, Devin? What you got for ending out the podcast today, my friend?
1: Well, as you know, dads are progressing um, with their cycling children, and bonds are growing, and memories are being made. If you find yourself in the wrong residence, and you just say, "Golly, I wish I had a trusted friend to help me find a better residence for me and my family and our lives together," you know, you would call me. You would call me Devin Palmer at Remax Results. And I would help you make those memories in the future by helping you to sell your current home and purchase a new home.
0: Preferably closer to summer camp.
1: And you know what? I'll take you to summer camp too.
0: Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Our next episode comes out Monday, April 19th.